This is Leafs Breakfast. Welcome around the table here on Leafs Breakfast. It's Krolnick, it's Koliakovo, the Toronto Maple Leafs off last night, off today as well. They're back in action tomorrow night against the Minnesota Wild. And we've got our man Mike Johnson, TSN hockey analyst on the line. MJ, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, boys. I am doing like full dad mode this morning. I woke up early. Carl, you can appreciate this. First thing you check, not the weather. You check the internet to see if it's a school snow day. <laughs> Are the kids going to school or do they yeah. stay at home? I just and got then, the message, literally, Johnny, while we were on break for my wife. Kids, co- kids' school is closed. They're home today, but I have to go to school for my ooh, job. Enjoy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Then I went outside, cleaned off the car, shoveled, shoveled the neighbor driveway, or walkway. You know, just being a good you. this morning. I know. Unru- Neighborhood unusual. hero. Nice. Unusual move by me, for sure. <laughs> now, did you shovel that or did you snow blow with that? Well, you know what? I have. I'm fortunate enough. To, I, I've got the Connor McDavid driveway. Oh, the, the heated. Nice. Yeah. So I have to uh, shovel my own. The Connor McDavid driveway. It's all the, uh, it's all the Mystic it. Mike FanDuel money that's contributing to the driveway. So, nice. I, so the problem is, it, so all the all the snow melts on mine, and then it rolls into like the neighbor's area, and it makes their snow way heavier. So, Oof. older neighbor, I thought, you know what? I'll get at least the areas that are heavy for him. And get out of the way. So, yes, that was my morning. Full dad morning. Wow. I wish Good Mike Johnson you, was John. my neighbor. That would be awesome. That would be a great time. Not only <laughs> would you have help with shoveling, but also great hockey analysis. And, MJ, mm-hmm. that's what we expect from you each and every time. That's what we get from you each and every time you join the show. Let's start with the big news with the Maple Leafs yesterday. And it's, I don't know if you would, it would qualify as news. We all knew it was happening. Jake Muzzin, he's officially ruled out for the season and for the playoffs. And there's been significant debate Following the release of this news about the Toronto Maple Leafs blue line, without Jake Muzzin, mm-hmm. who will fill that role in the postseason as as your shutdown pair against Tampa Bay? Last year it was Muzzin and Brody. This year it's who? It will be. Ah, a good question. It's not going to be Morgan <laughs> Riley, whoever he plays with, right? Like he's the offensive guy. He's only going to play twenty minutes. It's going to be the combination of those two, whether it's Sandy and Lilligren on the third pair, Hall and Giordano. Or where Giordano and Lilligren, and then Sandine and Hall, like some version of that, which probably might not instill the most confidence. But I think, like, Tuesday Lilligren, I think, might be a very pivotal player down the stretch and on into the playoffs because when he's at his best, he is not Jake Muzzin. Nobody's going to be what Jake Muzzin is, right? Like, that's why Jake Muzzin was really good, and he got paid $6 million. But I think Lilligren can offer up right side defensive, gets in the way, he bangs, he, he, he really puts his body on the line, even if he doesn't win every contest. Defensive, defenseman kind of attitude. Um, but it's going to be the strength of the aggregate. I, I don't know if you can point to any pair AK and be like, okay, those guys will do it, and that's it. Like Everyone has to do it a little bit, and everyone has to do it well. Johnny, I, I, I remember we had John a couple weeks ago, and you threw out a forward named Barbashev, and I got really excited about it because it was a name that I didn't really think of and most people didn't really think of as uh, an addition to the Maple Leafs could look at to solidify their forward group. Right, well, we saw the moves that they made, and I, I would love to hear how you feel about the O'Reilly Ochari move because I am ecstatic about it. I think it's mm-hmm. a game changing type of move, but. I want to ask you now about the defense market out there. Is there a name that 
you know, people aren't really talking about, like the Shens, the Gavrikovs, the Chikorins, the Carlsons, that you could look at or you've identified as a potential player the Maple Leafs could look at acquiring on defense? Uh, just for the record, uh, Carlo, apparently a lot of people listen to that show because everywhere I go now, it's Barbershop, Barbershop. Everywhere I go, he's going to get faced like two first-rounders. Right. Barbershop's so desirable. So apparently yeah, you're not like just getting show. FanDuel checks. You're getting St. Louis Blues checks for that. <laughs> I'm getting, yeah, exactly. And I cut from Barbershop's agent as well. But yeah. um, you know what? The problem, the challenge I have is all those guys you mentioned, all the usual suspects, unless you're trading out a defenseman, I don't see a massive upgrade over what they have. Now, Gavrikov or Shen are maybe slightly different players, but I think I, I don't know how much of an upgrade that is over top of what they have right now. Uh, and so if I'm going to play a second rounder or a third rounder or a prospect or maybe a first rounder for some people, um, I, he better be much better than what they have. Ryan O'Reilly, much better than what they had available to themselves in that role. I don't know if I see that, Carlo. The one kind of closet name I'm, I'm thinking about, Scott Mayfield. Oh my God! <laughs> I would love that guy. Is he is he available? Like, are the are the Islanders like willing to trade a guy like that? I think they might be. I think they might be. And now the Islanders are hanging around enough; it might make it difficult. But I think that's a guy rangy, good skater, not maybe yeah. the best puck mover, but brings something a little bit different. Right shot guy, kind of like a maybe a slightly better skating Justin Hall, but you know maybe a little bit more physical edge. That might be a guy. Um, if the Islanders kind of fall out of it enough that say, okay, we're going to make some changes, and I think they might be willing to, he'd be a guy that I would be calling about at the very least to see what his availability might be. Yeah, I like that a lot. The Islanders did win last night. They're up to 67 points. So, I mean, but all these teams behind the Islanders and even the Panthers in uh, the East have so many games in hand. I mean, Pittsburgh and Detroit, five games in hand on the Islanders. So it's kind of deceiving to see the Islanders in the wild card spot. Okay. you gotta you gotta sort the standings by points percentage, okay? You're right. Do it that you're way. right. Like, like, I mean, you that's gotta win the games in hand, but when you have when you have 20 games left and somebody else has 26, that's like 30 percent more games yeah. I get to play. Like it's a massive, massive difference. So, um, in that way, like yeah, I always okay. Look at the standings, and you're like, do it by points percentage. You're like, okay, that makes a little more sense about who is like how close it actually is. So, Johnny, if you're doing it by points percentage right now, the Florida Panthers would not be in the playoffs. No. Does it? Does a player like Radko Gudis fit the mold of what the Maple Leafs should be looking for? I would be curious about him as long as he doesn't cost very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not overpay for him. Again, you know, he's a guy that uh, surprisingly enough, Radko Gudis. So old school guys love him because you know he's physical and he's chippy and you know he steps up and he hits and he's got that kind of grit to his game. But surprisingly, Carlo, he's got decent analytical numbers as well, which you would never think would be the case for a guy like him. Like his possession numbers, the shot shares, scoring chance, the expected goals, they're all pretty decent. Like he's not like getting cratered in every time. So, um, you know, seeing that profile might be a guy that uh, would intrigue the Toronto Maple Leafs if he were to be available. Again, I don't know about Florida though, Carlo, because like the Islanders, somehow it seems like it might be palatable for them to say, okay, we're not going to make it this year. But the Panthers, Given that they won the President's Trophy, given that they made these big changes, for them to acknowledge on March 3rd, uh, you know what, we're probably not going to make it. I think it's a a tougher pill for their GM, their organization to swallow, given how well they did last year. 
not to mention they don't have their own first round pick, which belongs to Montreal. So the oh, last hey. thing they want to the last thing they want to do is start trading away assets, become oh, yeah. bad well, because but you, if you can get a first rounder back and like replace sure. the one you gave away for Sherrod. That might be something of interest. Yeah, they're in a bad spot. Like you missed the playoffs and you've given up your first round pick. Like that Sherrod trade, the gift that keeps on giving for Montreal. Yeah, no kidding. Our guest is TSN hockey analyst Mike Johnson here on First Stop. Let's talk about Patrick Kane, who's the hottest player in the NHL all of a sudden. <laughs> after, I mean, it's it's incredible. Two weeks ago, we're like, ah, what is Patrick Kane? He's got the hip injury, way less than a point a game, and now he's got seven goals in his last four games, scored twice last night against Dallas. And this has become a lot more of an interesting situation because he's clearly – I mean, maybe he's not 100% healthy, but he's healthy enough to be a beast again, and he's playing as well as anybody in the National Hockey League. Do you think this recent surge for Kane is changing things both in Chicago and with other teams around the NHL eyeing his services? 100%. The Coley Akovo bump. He gets so <laughs> like sudden He's lighting it up. He's like, I either really want to go there. Or like, I want no part of that team, so I've got to just be amazing. So, but I think around the league for sure. Like, I think it was natural – Look at his game and his production. Like, hey, what's going on there? Why is he – like, as of a week ago, he had had nine goals on the season. And, you know, he wasn't getting to the inside. He looked like he might be laboring a little bit when skating. And all of a sudden now, I don't know if it's, he's gotten a bit healthier, he got an injection, he just got motivated, or he just found some open ice. And some or he just got pissed off that two teams that he wanted to go to. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's like, you Traded know, I'll for show you guys. Except for him. You don't want me? I'll show you exactly what you're missing. I can't believe i got to do this after 15 years, but I'll show you again. And he yeah. goes out, and he's been amazing. And I think it has definitely sparked a renewed conversation about him around the league. But I'm still, maybe I'm crazy. Larry Brooks in the New York Post has written about this, but like, I don't think the, uh, the Rangers are out of this. I don't think the Rangers are done. He wants to go there so badly. If that's the only team he's willing to wait for, what does Kyle Davidson do? He makes the best deal he can with the Rangers, right? Yeah. He's leaving anyways, like, might as well take a second rounder and a prospect out of something. It's better than yeah. nothing having him walk. Like, if, if my math works out, if the Rangers were to trade Kravtsov, waive Jake Lashishin, and, and have a quarter salary, like a double eat for Patrick Kane, they can make, make it by like 10 bucks. Like, literally 10 bucks. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it can be done. Um, and then, you know, you might have to give him a draft pick or whatever, but I think would be the centerpiece prospect going back and maybe some sort of draft pick. And if they wanted to, they could have him. Like, And the Rangers have Jimmy Vesey right now. who's had a nice career and a nice year um, playing in their top nine. You could slide Vesey down to be on an excellent fourth line and put Kane into that top nine with all those other good players. And, yeah, it's a lot of talent and maybe not enough puck, but um, that would be a good problem to have. Uh, I'm saying – in Patrick Kane's mind, in his agent's mind, they could do the same math I just did. They could yeah. propose the same trade. And Kravtsov, if I'm not mistaken, he might have been on waivers at some point this year. Like, like I, he, think you know, they like, were, I think they said they, that he wanted out or something, or they were willing yeah, to well, trade him. I mean, last year he left because he didn't like it, or a couple of years ago he left because he, he didn't like the way he was getting treated there. So, you know, I don't think they're married. The Rangers are married to him as a prospect. So, um, yes, I think Kane's play has renewed conversations around the league. Dallas would be a place that would be interested in him. Him and Tyler Sagan go back to playing in the 12 lockout in Switzerland together. Um, they need a winger to play with Tyler Sagan on the second line. It would be a natural fit. But I think because, Tyler, because Patrick Kane controls his own destination, he's going to stretch it out because I think he wants the Rangers. I mean, well, I don't think. We know he wants the Rangers. And so I think he's going to try to wait as long as he can to see if that can happen. 
And to be honest with you, I don't think any team's out of the, the Patrick Keynes. It, it all depends on where he wants to go because right. if, if he publicly comes out and says, I want to go there, if you're that team, how do you not try to make it happen? And, and, and for Chicago, you basically lose all leverage because you're right. not negotiating against anybody. But you do right by the player in Patrick Kane for everything that he's done for you. And that might end up working out for the Rangers or whoever team he picks because you're probably not going to pay the price that acquiring a Patrick Kane should be. And you might get him at a deal because he chose you and that's where he wants to go. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it, listen, it, he holds the cards running, in all this. He does. He controls it, which I love players being in control. And, um, you know, if you're negotiating with 30 other teams, that's a very different situation than if you're negotiating with none. Right. And the Rangers won't like the idea of being told where he has to go. But given his, his legacy in Chicago, you probably would, some party would want to do right by him and, and try to get him to the spot that he wants to go to, even if it means, you know, at the expense of, of maximizing every draft pick or whatever. So it, it, yeah. I, it's not over at all. I still think he gets traded, and I still think he angles for the Rangers. Well, another team that no one's really linking him to, at least directly, but there is speculation about it, is the Vegas Golden Knights. And mm-hmm. they put Mark Stone on IR yesterday. They make an Arizona Coyotes trade where I guess that's where everybody goes to retire is in Arizona by trading Shea Weber's <laughs> contract yeah. to the Coyotes. What do you think the Vegas Golden Knights are up to? Do you think they could be in it for like a Patrick Kane if he decides he wants to go there? I think a Kane or maybe a Meyer. Like, they might be going bigger than that. Because the Vegas, you know, they go for everything big. Kane, for sure. But I also think they want the flexibility. Because part of the Shea Weber trade was having him on LTIR throughout the summer doesn't maximize your cap flexibility going forward. Not so much about this year, but going into next year. And so if you're making deals to clear out space potentially for next year, well, then I start thinking about what players you might get that would be around next year. Or maybe you trade for Patrick Kane and want to resign Patrick Kane. But, um, you know, I, I think... Mark Stone is, I don't know what the status of his back is, but, you know, he start making preparations. Of what if he can't play or what if he's never going to be quite the same and how that will work itself out. But they're going to go big for sure. I think uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, they have the money. They have the owner that says make it happen, and I imagine they'll be trying to go after whoever it might be. But, you know, and, bigger and Johnny, bigger the West is wide open too. And, like, and if I, last time I checked, Vegas was winning their division. Like, we yeah. talked about them like they're struggling, but they are still in first place yeah. uh, by a point or two. But, yes, the West is wide open. You get hot and you get on a run and get the right mix. You could convince me any one of the nine teams that could make the playoffs, and I'm dumping Calgary in there right now. Yeah. Oh. Any one of them going to the Stanley Cup final, I'm like, yeah, okay. I could see that. <laughs> you know, like, like, that doesn't seem out of the question. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Oh, Quickly, you know Dallas has what lost five in a row. Go ahead, AK. We've got about a minute left here. Trade made by Ottawa yesterday, dumping Nikita yeah. Zaitsev's contract for a and a, for, and a second and a fourth. They send that over yeah. to Chicago, create some cap space for them. Do you expect them to make a move before the deadline, or is this more of an off-season thing? I think it's setting up to maybe wake one now. Um, that's a, first of all, that's a big price to pay for one year of a, of a four and a half, a second and a fourth to undo a previous poor trade. Um, you, you know, it, I, I, I get why they're doing it, but it's still a lot of a lot of capital to pay for a bad trade. I think it's to set up flexibility. If they can go get, not Chickren, I don't think he's going to go to Ottawa, but I look at, like, if they can trade for Matt Dumba and then extend him, they want that space going forward. Like, at that kind of deal, you may be trading for a UFA, but you get the extension right away. 
Um, they want, they've been chasing that white whale, that, that right shot second pair defenseman for about a year and a half. And I think they want to make sure if it comes up to, to the potential to do it right now, um, they're able to take that on knowing what that site will be off their books next year. We appreciate you doing this as always. Mike Johnson, TSN hockey analyst and fantastic neighbor. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Big time. Right, boys. Have Big a good time. day. You too. See you, pal. Uh, Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. We're great to live next to Mike Johnson. You know, you see him over there, you're like, ah, there's Mike Johnson. That's a great start to the day. If I lived next to Mike Johnson knowing he's got a heated driveway, I would ask to park my car in his driveway the night before a snowstorm. <laughs> That's a good idea. You don't have to worry about you know your windshield being you have to scrape it. Oh, is there a worse sound, by the way, than like the windshield scraping? Oh, terrible. That's the quintessential See, Canadian here, sound. Though. Here's the thing to avoid that, AK, is... What I love about having my Acura is I've got a <laughs> automatic starter in my car. So mm-hmm. wintertime, yes. I always start my car 10, 20 minutes before I'm supposed to use it so that it heats up and I don't have to go outside and spend that time. Good point. You, uh, when we go for soup at the TSN cafeteria, obviously you're pushing the button. Like, while well, we oh, sit yeah. down for the bowl of soup, you know, you got the uh, Italian wedding there. You're looking down, you're like, you know what, let's start the car. Yeah. And then you walk warm outside car. and someone is, and someone is taking it. <laughs> yeah, warm car and no scraping on the windshield is how I get by through the winters. Yes, Wise. automatic car Wise. starter. Game changer. We've got uh, James Duthie, who is a car spokesman himself for, I think it's Lincoln, posting those Instagram stories. Shout out to JD. He'll join us in about 15 minutes' time. We'll look ahead to Trade Center and look at the big news in the Duthie household. James, once again, nominated for a Canadian Screen Award. That and much more with Hour 3 on the horizon. Dave Festchuk from the Star on the return of the Raptors as well. You're listening to TSN 1050.